Welcome to the Stream Roots Podcast, where you'll learn how God's unchanging truth can be applied in our ever-changing world. Through conversations with pastors and ministry leaders, you'll be encouraged, equipped, and challenged in your walk with Christ. Stream Roots is designed for pastors and leaders in the church, but is helpful for all people. And now your host, Pastor Mark Pospisil. So glad to have you join us for this episode on apologetics and ministry. With me is my friend and the producer of Stream Roots, the John Bosser. John, how's it going? It's going, buddy. How are you? Doing great, man. Happy birthday to you. Oh, thank you. Just turned 37. Just turned 37. 37 years young, man. Well, welcome. You're catching up to me. Oh, gosh. <laughs> You're an old man compared to me. Come 40. on. 40. I know, 40. But hey, that's how it goes. Praise God. Well, it's great to see you as always. Yeah, you too. Today, we have a special guest for this episode, Dr. Wesley Farewell. Wesley is the regional director of Ratio Christi, which is an apologetics and evangelism campus ministry. They plant student-led clubs on college campuses and teach students to defend their faith and evangelize with confidence and boldness. He holds a doctorate from Mana University and is a graduate of Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. Wesley, thanks for being on the show. Can you share a little bit about your family and ministry with us? You got it. Thanks, thanks guys. Thanks for that intro. Um, yes, I have been with Ratio Christi for uh, since the end of 2017. Um, I live in Omaha, Nebraska, and um, my I have a wife and three children. Um, they are five. My children are five, three, and two, and I've been married to my wife since 2016. So got married and then changed careers uh, to ministry, ministry, and it's been it's been wonderful. I love it a whole lot. Uh, I I had a meeting with a guy this morning, and we were just catching up, and uh, and he mentioned. You, you say I love my jobs more than anybody else I know. I'm like, that's because I love my job. Right. <laughs> that's awesome. Praise God. What, what did you do before you got involved with uh, apologetics and ministry and whatnot? Good question. Yeah, I was a music teacher. So oh, I went cool. to, I got my bachelor's in music education and taught music for five years um, and then was challenged by some Jehovah's Witnesses who knocked on my door and I didn't know how to answer them. Um and but I knew <clears throat> I knew that God loved them, which meant I loved them, and I knew they were wrong and I was right. So I brought them into my house to see if I could, you know, just open up the Bible and get them fixed was what I thought. But uh, that didn't happen. So they uh, they beat me up real good, um, not physically, of course, but just they knew their their theology, they knew their thoughts and strategy better than I knew the truth, and that was frustrating. Um, but instead of like, oh, I'm never doing that again, I decided I needed to study. I needed to know what I believed. And so I I went to seminary. I was like, I need to learn. Um, but I didn't have any I didn't have any plans to join ministry at that time. I just wanted to learn. I was hungry to learn. And uh and so then God led me to God led me to Rosho Christie. It it came around and it was gonna start over there in Lincoln. And I was like, this is a job that people do. They they help college students defend their faith and think through these deep questions and deep, wrestle with their doubts. And can I come? I want to help now, please. So I joined as fast as I could. Um, and that's, that's where I am now. Awesome. Good. Well, let's jump into our discussion. I want to read for us from God's word from the book of first Peter. First Peter three, verse 13 says this. Now who is there to harm you if you are zealous for what is good 
But even if you should suffer for righteousness' sake, you will be blessed. Have no fear of them, nor be troubled. But in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. Yet do it with gentleness and respect, having a good conscience, so that when you are slandered, those who revile your good behavior in Christ may be put to shame. For it is better to suffer for doing good, if that should be God's will, than for doing evil. Many people have questions and honest skepticism about Christianity and following Jesus. There's a lot of confusion in our current culture as well. Peter shows us here that we are expected to be prepared to give the reason for our hope, to be prepared to defend and explain the gospel with clarity. The Lord has given us everything we need to defend the faith. We are also called to equip people with truth. How does that work out in the local church? What can pastors and leaders do to answer skeptics and believers' questions? This is why we invited Dr. Wesley Farewell to discuss this important issue. So, Wesley, why is apologetics so important and who needs apologetics? Oh, man. Uh, that, was a, that was a great intro to what apologetics is. Um, That's why they so, pay me the big bucks. They pay me the big yeah, bucks. Over big time, man. <laughs> So what's uh, apologetics is important for <clears throat> for two different people, uh, two different types of people, the believers and unbelievers. Um, it it does a few different things as well. Um, but before I jump into that, I want to I want to say uh, frustratingly, apologetics it gets a bad rap because when people think of apologetics, they start to think of a type of person who is who's kind of hostile. Or maybe just wants to win an argument, and and that's frustrating because I apologetics is just a discipline that has to do with defending the faith or giving a reason. Um, that's what um, in First Peter three fifteen that you read there, the word to give an answer to give a to give a reason that Peter s- says is the the Greek word apologia, which is where we get the word apologetics. Um, it's just to give an answer to give a reason. Um, so. It's it's so important because it grounds because you can you can look at some evidence or you can look at an argument and say this is this is why I believe this thing rather than it being a little less strong feeling where it's you know you have you say why are you a Christian or why do you believe this thing and you're like well you know I grew up that way or well you know I had a I had an experience that showed me that that's true. And those are fine answers, but that doesn't mean something is true. You just feeling feeling that feeling doesn't mean it's true. It means you feel that feeling. That's great. Um, but when you ask, I'm getting into truth here. But when you ask, like a Latter Day Saint or a Muslim, these questions: Why are you a, a Mormon? Why are you a Muslim? Um, they can have the same answers as we do. Of of I grew up that way, or I had an experience that confirmed that this is true. Um, but Apologetics is important to to think through those claims and to see if they match up with reality. So it it grounds the faith of the believer, provides confidence because that's where you're standing on. You have you have good reasons and evidence to believe that Jesus actually did rise from the dead, which is where our faith actually stands. Um, and for the unbeliever as well, is it it breaks down those barriers between them and the truth which the truth is in Jesus. So often on college campuses I'll meet an unbeliever 
who who thinks that science and faith are at odds with one another, or you know they don't like the Christian worldview because it goes against whatever cultural position they're holding. And uh, all I'm doing is asking them questions about their worldview and saying, why do you think this is wrong? Or what do you actually think is the case? And it's it's helping them navigate those those waters um, and to, to, to bring up what is true. Because what is true is that God exists and Jesus rose from the dead. And we don't have to be afraid of any question. Um, and so we can walk out confidently, not, not confident in ourselves, in our abilities, but confident in that this is the world that God made and everyone has to live in it. Um, so apologetics is important for the believer and also the unbeliever. Um, yeah, go ahead. All right, nice. So what does that have to do with evangelism? Oh, man, much in every way. Um, <laughs> it has, it's, it, it helps, it helps you be more confident. And, and it helps you navigate those conversations because you, you, I would argue you can't do effective evangelism without apologetics. Um, because when you're out there speaking to somebody, uh, here, here's what, here's what evangelism would look like if you didn't have apologetics. Hey, would you like to become a Christian? No, I can't be a Christian because there's too much evil in the world. Okay, bye. That would be, that would be evangelism without apologetics. You'd have to answer that question. And by answering that question, you're doing apologetics, right? So when the person says, no, I can't be a Christian because there's too much evil in the world or because, you know, some, something about some ob objection. And when you navigate that conversation with them, you're giving an answer. You're defending the Christian worldview. You're saying, tell me more about that. Um, so that's you, you, you have to have apologetics at least a little bit in order to intelligently talk with someone and deal with their objections. Um, there's all kinds of objections out there. And if you if you kind of have a roadmap of what you want to do of, you know, okay, here's how I can show that God exists. Here are some good reasons why I believe that Jesus rose from the dead. Here are some uh, answers to the objections about why Jesus rose from the dead. People bring up the um, hallucination hypothesis or, or uh, the conspiracy theory hypothesis, these types of things that these naturalistic explanations uh, or, you know, the Bible's been mistranslated or translated with the telephone game or whatever these things are. These are prominent cultural uh, objections that need to be dealt with. Um, so there's there's a lot going on, and it's a deep, deep hole if you dive into the apologetics hole. Um, so there's two different types of apologetics going on. There's, there's um, positive apologetics and negative apologetics, or, you know, there's, it's also called defensive and offensive. And defensive apologetics is answering the objections to the culture that uh, attacking Christianity. So we're we're giving a defense, and that's the the truest answer of what apologetics is. You're giving a reason. Um, you know, you're defending against objections. And there's uh, offensive apologetics, which is here is why you should believe that Christianity is true. God exists, and Jesus rose from the dead, and the Bible is reliable. These these are positive cases for for why it's true. And you need both in evangelism in order to navigate these uh, waters actually effectively. Otherwise, you're just out there um, just making sure people hear the, the ABCs of the gospel, which is wonderful. But in order to navigate conversations and actually help people draw them closer to Jesus, um, you need to be able to meet them where they're at and uh, provide, a, provide an answer to their objection. 
Awesome. So, so what does this look like to equip the next generation with biblical apologetics? You know, how does it, how do we do that in the local church? How do we do this as leaders? Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people who listen to this podcast are pastors or ministry leaders, mm-hmm. or they're involved in some way. And, um, you know, sometimes we kind of leave the apologetics to the experts like, Oh, go buy a yeah. book by Josh McDowell, which is, Hey, that's great. Praise God for those things. But, but aren't we supposed to be imparting this truth to others? So, so how, how, what does that look like? And how do we do that? Oh man, that's a big question. Uh, cause, cause now that you've poisoned the well, I can't give you a book to read. Um, <laughs> I, there's, there's the way that I go about, um, equipping equipping students is is by taking them out evangelizing um and i and i teach them what um evangelism is in that sense or i take them on a mission trip that's that's very evangelism heavy um so the reason the reason for that is because that provides christians with a felt need uh and there's no better way to do that than uh than than i've seen is by taking them out evangelizing um and if you want to bump up the, the intensity, I take them to a mission trip to Utah where we evangelize every single day to Latter-day Saints because uh, the two, two main different types of people in Utah are uh, faithful Latter-day Saints or ex-Latter-day Saint atheists. Huh. And so if they're a faithful Mormon, they need theological correction. If they're an ex-Mormon, they need apologetics like God actually does exist, and yes, the Bible is reliable. Um, so, anyway, my point, my point with that, evangelizing to show them what they don't know, to show them that they they don't they aren't good at this, and uh, you know you got to provide the encouragement and a few little little um, skills in order to to show them that yes, these people actually do think this thing to get them to to get them out of their bubble and to get them to see the need uh, of what we're called to do in the Great Commission. Yeah, awesome. So can you share some stories of, on the impact apologetics has made in your ministry? Oh, yes, of course. Um, so the, there's there's a bunch of different stories about uh, Christians being more feeling more secure in their, in their faith when they're doubting. Um, just recently I was at a chapter and the chapter director was doing this series and this Christian was coming in kind of like questioning and being like, just being very open with his questions. Like I need to, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what I believe here, but then he went through this little series with the, the chapter director and he, he felt, he goes, wow, this, this answered a lot of my questions. I feel a lot more secure. So they're, they're coming in questioning, but coming out more secure by, by the, the facts and figures that we're sharing. Um, there's other, there's other Christian, other people that come in, uh, they may or may not be Christians, but they, they come into the chapter, um, trembling because they didn't know, they don't want, uh, they didn't know if somebody's going to make fun of them for them having these questions. And that's, of course, we're not going to make fun of you. We're here to answer questions. We're here to deal with your doubts. Um, but one of my, one of my favorite things is that Rachel Christie attracts, um, uh, usually attracts the the type of person that's very analytical, because uh, apologetics is very uh, mathematical and and very it makes sense to like math 
math majors or engineers. Oh, yeah, logic and, and reason. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So you know, you you get it all out there. It's all pretty, and you're like, all right, let's let's see that argument and let's move on. Let's move on to the next one. Um, but those types of people are usually not the most socially exuberant. Um, so they <laughs> they're kind of they're kind of more reserved. Uh, but what we do at Rochester Christie is, yes, we, we feed them their, their apologetics, you know, exciting things and arguments and evidence. But then we're like, all right, guys, you know, let's, let's go out evangelizing on, on Saturday for four hours. You ready? Let's go. And then they like, oh, but this is their friend group. And so they're kind of nervous. And so they come anyway. Um, so one success story is one of those students came as a freshman and came all the way through. And now he's leading the evangelism outings. Like yeah. he's the one being like, all right, guys, let's go out and evangelize because he sees the purpose of this and sees and he got more confident in doing it. Um, so those are those are some of my my favorite stories. Awesome. Um, so what does this look like to incorporate apologetics in our local churches? You know, I want to come back to this. And what, what does that look like Maybe from classes, sermon series, guest speakers? What, what, what would you suggest? What do you what do you counsel? Yeah, so I would I would all those are awesome and I would recommend all of them. Um, but I would, because, because apologetics is going to scratch somebody's itch. Apologetics is going to, is somebody is out there with a question or they know somebody that has a question. And so they, they want to know how to answer their friend or how to answer their neighbor or this doubt that they have themselves. Um, And the problem is apologetics is, is, is a deep subject. So it can't be answered in a soundbite. It needs, it needs careful consideration and 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 it and nuances and all these things but it's so all of those examples you did classes sermon series guest speakers um guest speakers is probably the the simplest and lowest commitment for a pastor uh just be like hey let's bring in somebody once a year to talk on this thing um it's a little probably a little easier than a giant sermon series um or maybe maybe just put in some apologetics in your, in your sermon of like, when you, when you start doing a new, uh, a new book of the Bible, give some background about where this book came from. And here are, here's how it intersected with this. And here's where we found it in the Dead Sea Scrolls or whatever the, the history of the actual text is and those types of things, just to give some, some grounding outside of here's what the spiritual, um, topic is nice okay great well what, what, what do you think are some of the hidden negatives to apologetics what, what would you say some mm. of those are yeah so it's since it's so since it's such an, a niche ministry um and and it's sometimes it gets a bad rap because of you know the arguing and you it feels like when you talk to somebody who's learn it in apologetics you they, they're just talking over your head because they're using all these big words like ontologically <laughs> superlapsarianism you know these these big words that only only exist in in uh seminary yeah. sometimes it can get that you can if you d- dive too deep into it <clears throat> you get you can get haughty um and you can feel pride of what you're what you're doing and that can be that can be bad so you have to um you can lose touch by by becoming haughty or maybe isolating yourself too much by getting too much into your own topic. Um, 
or overanalyzing the a specific topic. And so you, you start getting obsessed. And so those are, those are three different ways that you can lose touch um, with people or, or reality. And you can kind of go kind of crazy. Um, and what happens is, what's that, what's that verse about, you know, always learning and never able to arrive at a knowledge of the truth. Yeah. That's, that's this, this, there's a, there's a warning there of like, don't, don't just, you know, make a decision here, land somewhere. There is, there is, there is something that's true. Um, you could also lose partnerships. Uh, you can cut off friends because of a nuanced view of a nuanced view. And so you start getting, you start getting too far into your own click and you start hating somebody who has a wrong view or a, a wrong quote unquote wrong view from different than yours. Um, unfortunately, you can also lose faith because you forget the grounding and you start thinking that everything is on the table and you, you kind of, you, you keep an open mind because you want to have a good conversation with people and you want to discuss things, but you forget what is actually true and you kind of lose yourself there. So there's a few different ways that, that apologetics can be, can be bad, but that's after, that's after a lot of, a lot of down the rabbit hole. That's why I, I recommend um, for pastors you don't actually need to go giantly deep into whatever apologetic issue you're bringing up. Um, you can kind of just hit, give a little argument, and here's here's this, and here are some resources if you're interested, so that you're not losing everybody when you mention it. Um, how do we avoid these? That was part of your question. Well, uh, you need to study theology for one. Um, that's 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 always very helpful. It it kind of brings brings some clarity. Um, I would say study conversation navigation. Uh, that's a big part of my job is helping college students navigate conversations, which is why I, I push evangelism and apologetics is just kind of the topic that we talk about. Um, and then teach others how to navigate conversations as well. Um, I'm a big fan of Greg Kokel and his ministry stand to reason. Yeah. He's written a couple books that I'm, I'm a big fan of. One is tactics. And the other, it just came out, is Street Smarts. And uh, those are those are two real big ones um, that I would recommend to avoid uh, these negatives in apologetics. Um, you mentioned you mentioned First Peter three fifteen. This is, and I wanted to I wanted to make sure I got my favorite verse regarding apologetics in here, which is uh, Titus one nine, which says he must hold firm to the trustworthy word as taught, so that he may be able to give instruction in sound doctrine. And refute those who contradict it, mm. and that is, I was, I, I read that, and I was like, "Thanks, Paul, for the life verse. I'm going to do that from now on." Yeah, yeah, and that's such an important part of uh, being an elder, right, and being a leader, and and wherever God has called us, it's, it's, we want that for everybody. So good, good, good. Okay, so you mentioned Greg Kokel, a couple other things. Say someone wants to learn more about apologetics. Say. Uh, a pastor wants to, or a leader, or just a normal person. What are, what are some first steps? Yeah. Uh, so the initially, I'd just start by by looking up some of the some of the main apologists that you that you know of, kind of the standards that that are solid and that um, that you've heard of back back in the day. Unless you haven't heard of them, then I'd go look up Lee Strobel's stuff or. Josh McDowell's stuff, Sean McDowell's his son, he's written a lot on apologetics as well. Um, but if you are looking to train up younger people, or if you yourself want kind of a, a intro into apologetics with some basics, uh, 
these two these two apologists I'm about to say are are pop level apologists, which means they they reach an audience that's easier to understand. And uh, my favorite is uh, Frank Turek. Yeah, and he has a book called uh, "I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist," which is a really you know eye catching title. But he's he's a really good apologist that kind of gives some really solid answers. And then the other one is Jay Warner Wallace, and he uh, his story is that he he was a homicide detective and he used his skills of forensic statement analysis to study the gospels. And he goes, these are eyewitness accounts. Yeah. These are, I can tell that these are written by people that, that, you know, there's the, the differences that are in here, the, the nuances, they're all from different angles. This is, this is, this stuff is true. So um, that's where I would, I would start if you just kind of are looking to, learn about apologetics is look study with some of those apologists um if you are wanting to get into apologetics i'd say find your niche uh what do you care about do you care about history science philosophy cultural issues um you get to see those things and share how those things impact the christian life and the christian world and can um defend the faith and affirm confirm and affirm the faith of the believer and confront the false ideas of uh, the unbeliever. Yeah, Jay Warren Wallace, you mentioned him. He, he's been on our podcast. We did a couple of episodes with him probably three or four Fantastic. months ago. Yeah, great guy, friend of ours over here. Uh, love his ministry, so praise God for that. Um, yeah. Well, great great to highlight those. Wesley, I want to thank you for your time and insight here, and uh, we'll put those resources in our show notes if you're, looking, if you're interested in learning more about that. Uh, any last thoughts before we sign off? Yes, I do. Uh, my, my main point my main takeaway here is um that even though apologetics is really cool i love it a whole lot i i I do it for my job keep in mind that apologetics isn't the answer uh jesus is amen amen so that's what we're trying to defend Praise God for that. Amen. All right, let me sign off here. Stream Roots is a production of Barnabas Ministries. You can learn more at BarnabasMinistriesMI.org. That's BarnabasMinistriesMI.org. If you find this podcast helpful, we encourage you to subscribe or leave a review or rate the podcast. It allows us to get God's word out to more and more people, and we'd be grateful if you did. We release an episode every Monday morning. Stream Roots, drawing deep from the living water of God's word.